Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I am your host, Dylan Huntsinger, at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Now that's out of the way, I am joined by my co-host today. He is, this is his flu game. He's, he's coming on here sick, but he's excited, just as I am excited, because we just got to see Chet Holmgren debut and play basketball against Victor Wimbanyama, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the underscone, Connor. What up, Cone? I'm doing all right, man. Like you said, sick. This happens every time I travel. I was out of town for literally two days, not even, and I got sick. I don't know how it happens every time. Um, going through mask. it. Also, managed to get completely fried at a football game. So I was away at like a, um, a young alumni reunion for college, and I – went to a football game. I was there for a couple hours and somehow got completely fried in the process. So sunburnt, sick, but have never been as hype as I am now for basketball. Uh, first preseason game was fantastic. Like Dylan was saying, Chet versus Vic uh, lived up to all the hype and it's only going to get better over time to the best young bigs of this generation. And it was, you know, a great start to watching them two go up against each other. It was really, it felt like I saw a tweet from someone. I can't remember who it was. Uh, but they were talking about how it looks like the future of basketball with those two guys out mm-hmm. there playing just two seven-foot guys doing the most absurd things you've ever seen from someone their height. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was super hype coming into today. And, I mean, the hype is even crazier now after today's game for the rest of the preseason. Yeah, no, I mean, this game, th- this was a different preseason game. You know, it was. For all the expectations, obviously, of Chet and Wimby's debut. But, like, you know – a, it was high scoring. I think the Spurs had 80 points going into halftime. Yeah, um, they did. You know, spoiler alert, the Thunder won, you know, game that doesn't matter, 122 to 121. But, you know, this game went down to the wire. I mean, both teams, like, whole rosters played, you know, with the exception of the players that was missing due to injury or rest. And, like, there was a lot of fun plays in this game. Like, the second mm-hmm. quarter alone – I, I tweeted this out. Like, you could fill the NBA top 10 with just like plays from the second quarter. Like, the Thunder oh, yeah. had their own personal dunk contest. Um, actually, the intro that, you know, that played on in the video at the beginning of the pod, like, I'm going to have to up, update it now with, you know, uh, more recent uh, clips of the Thunder's dunks because, like, man, it was crazy. But hey, we're going to get into all that with a. Uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and do single large item, but you know, it's just me and cone. So we're going to, we're going to have more than one thing to talk about, but I mean, like just off rip, like we're not, we're not going to give this to either one of us. We're just going to talk about it. Chet Holmgren's debut. Cone, I'm just going to read the stats and I'll, I'll let you tee off here. So you go for it. Uh, in his preseason debut, 16 minutes of action, 21 points on seven to 10 shooting two or two from the, sh- three-point line and five of seven from the stripe nine rebounds one assist and one block chet home green what what did you see out there 
Uh, it was incredible. He was amazing. Like we talked a little bit about, you saw a little bit of rust in a couple of the preseason game or not preseason mm-hmm. games, summer league games. Yep. You come into preseason. It's his first time playing under the lights of Paycom, like being on an NBA court against, you know, mostly NBA talent for the first half or so when people played big time matchup. Like you said, it wasn't a typical preseason game where feels like nobody's watching. Like a lot of people in the timeline were talking about this and mm-hmm. it's, the you know Monday night football is on like it's just a preseason game but people were there people wanted to watch Chet versus Wemby it was on NBA TV from what I heard the stands were kind of packed like people showed up to see this game and he dominated he was incredible out there like regardless of who was guarding him what position he was put in the number one thing for me was how aggressive he looked he was continuously looking for his shot looking to make an impact rolling to the basket. We saw him catch that one lob where he dunked on someone. Uh, we saw him miss another lob, but I love that they continue to try and run that type of play and one right through the chest of Zach Collins. Like you said, knocked down a couple of threes, like one of them just spot up in the corner. Someone sent off ball screen for him. Giddy whipped the pass over to him. No hesitation, Beautiful. knocked it down. The other one, Vic on one end hits a three. They come down the court, Chet after inbounding the ball, spots up in transition, knocks down a three early shot clock just doing everything out there. Like we know what the defense is going to be. We know it's going to be great. And he looked great defensively tonight. Like he only had one block, like, you know, we talked about, but altering shots, like Mm -hmm. just being a presence down there, like that we haven't had over the past few years, but really it's, you know, what is he going to do offensively in his first season? Because he's young, he's coming off a year long injury. What are we going to see from him? And first preseason game against, you know, Dick's out there. Uh, Zach Collins is a solid defensive big two. It didn't really matter. Chet looks good. Like Vic and Chet didn't go at each other one on one very often because Chet's playing the five and Vic's out there on the four. Mm-hmm. But he was not scared of the moment. He went out there. He said uh, after the game that you know there's a little bit of nerves, but once the ball tips, you just got to play ball. And he did exactly that. He looked amazing. I think at one point, maybe even two points, I tweeted out that Chet was the greatest basketball player of all time. Of course, you did. Yeah. <laughs> He lived up to all the hype, man. Like in, you know, the first preseason game, he outdueled Wemby in this game. And Wemby got the better of him at some points. You know, Chet went on his own run too. But Chet played better in the first game. And, you know, mm-hmm. how their careers are going to go, or how the rookie of the year race is going to go or anything. But Chet is going to be at a higher level than I think some people are expecting. I don't think people realize how good Chet is going to be from day one. Like he's not – a lot of people are just saying that Vic is going to win the rookie of the year race. And sure, maybe he will, but he's not going to just straight up win it. Like Chet will be there. You know, a guy like Scoot will be there too. Mm-hmm. But to me, what Chet showed tonight is that a board could be his and the impact that he's going to make from day one for this team. God, you know, I've mentioned so many times on this podcast how badly I want to, like a lob threat, a vertical guy on this team. And seeing Chet catch that first lob, I like danced around my living room. It was amazing <laughs> to see that moment, to finally have someone that we can throw a lob to is going to go up there and catch it. He's a threat to do so. It just, it opens up the game so much. And we still haven't even seen him and Shea play together yet. We're going to see that whole, uh, next preseason game. What is that Thursday? I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Play the Pistons on Thursday. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we'll finally hopefully see Shea um, as well as Michich out there with Chet at that point, but out there today, even without, Shea, you know, Chet was aggressive. He did what he had to do. Amazing. I really can't say much more about it other than he was incredible. Yeah, no, I mean, and and all the, th- I mean, you, you covered it beautifully, but um, offensively, 
there's just not a lot this guy can't do. The thing that really stood out to me and was like mind-boggling to me is obviously you look at Chet and a guy of his stature, and you know he's a guy that people are going to want to try to pick on, they're going to try to bully around. And there were multiple occasions uh, tonight where he would drive to the drive to the rim, um, you know, leave his feet on the shot attempt, you know, take the contact, but like still have like full body control to be able to you know put a shot up and. Uh, he got a couple M ones off of that as well. So like mm-hmm. his his body control, his size is honestly just mind boggling to me. It you is. know, not not just how tall he is, but how like you know thin he is. Um, and then you know, obviously the shot. Like I, I remember people was starting to freak out and question, like you know, if the shot was uh, not even fake, but you know, gone after the injury and whatnot. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, even if he wasn't knocking down the shots, people was guarding him like he could shoot in, in the preseason. And he didn't shoot a super high volume of them, but it's there, man. Like, it looks pretty. I wouldn't be – I mean, obviously he spent like the past 365 days working on his on his shot form, um, completely reworking his shot with chip and everything. And so, like, you know, it, it's prevalent. Like, it's it's definitely there. Um, you know, he had some dunks with bad intention. He had some really nice finishes around the rim. And, like, this this feels like, you know, we've talked about it all offseason. We talked about it all during the season. Like, Chet is the missing piece. Like, he fills the hole perfectly for the needs that we have on both ends of the floor. Spacing from the, from the five position, a, a vertical lob threat, a guy that can clean up the glass, which – Honestly, kind of shocked me that, you know, he led the – I think he led the game in rebounding. He did, I believe, yeah. He did not. Charles Bassey had 12. Um, Freaking Bassey. Uzman Jank had 10 rebounds, by the way. Oh, he did get – he did. I knew he was grabbing a lot of boards. I didn't realize he got 10. I he did was not. scooping him up in that fourth quarter, it felt like. Yeah, he 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 led the team in minutes, so that helped. But anyways, back, back to chat. Like, you know, he was cleaning up the glass, and obviously, you know, like you said, he only had one block, but, you know – just the being a deterrent inside uh, it is, you know, it's going to be great for this team. And like, as evidence, you know, from the, uh, from the steel numbers, Casey Wallace finished with three, Jalen Williams have one. Uh, I mean, you know, just like in that starting lineup, like running with that group, like, you know, our guys are able to be more aggressive and, you know, if you're done talking about that, I want to transition my single large item to our other rookie that we drafted this year, Kaysom Wallace, man. Like he was great. Like he didn't do anything loud. Uh, well, that dunk was loud that he had. That was loud. <laughs> I did not expect that dunk. <laughs> I, I was I was shook on that dunk. But um, aside from that, like I said, he had three steals, and like his defense is. I think it's so underrated. Like people don't look at Case and then like think that he's going to be a good defender. Like he's really unassuming in terms of like his physical demeanor and everything. But I swear the dude has eyeballs in the back of his head. Off ball, he is an absolute menace defensively. Uh, there was one play like Brandon was absolutely cooking the Thunder. Case Wallace checked in and he was tracking him um, to the corner. He kind of made eye contact, or Brandon made eye contact with the ball handler and tried to cut baseline. Kaysen was right there in step with him, stole the ball without even turning around. It was honestly Kawhi-esque mm. of a basketball play. Like, I, I was very impressed defensively. Offensively, you know, one of three, oh, one from deep. Like, didn't do anything, reinvent the wheel. But, like, 
he wasn't really trying to do anything. He's a guy that plays, as Mark Degnault said, uh, or as Sam Presti said, agenda-free basketball. And, you know, Mark Degnault was asked about him after the game, and he said that, you know, he made winning plays. He's a winning player. It looked like he was in his 100th game out there tonight. So that just speaks to the demeanor, the demeanor of Kaysom Wallace. And I, for one, am thrilled that he's on the team and can't wait to see what he does in the regular season. Yeah, he was great. Like you said, I mean, he's never going to be the flashiest player. He's, I mean, again, the dunk was loud. Like, that was a moment. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's not going to be one of those guys that's going to light you up for, like, 30 points or anything like that at least not early on in his career but that defense is real like again we talked about that all leading up to preseason we saw it in the summer league we saw it in college of course a lot of kentucky he can defend his butt off and like you said it felt like he had eyes in the back of his head he was consistently making great defensive reads three steals is a really good number but even beyond that like great contests on a number of guys like Devin Vassell mm-hmm. is one of those guys who gets he gets up there on his shot and he was he just got paid over 100 million dollars on an extension which I think he's completely deserving of he's great mm-hmm. and Kaysen had a number of times where he would get kind of beat but recovered greatly to contest really really well and that's huge for a guy that again just got paid all that money to be one of the corner pieces of that Spurs team Kaysen a rookie in his first preseason game playing great defense on him like that's big. And not only, you know, as we add Chet to this defense, we add Kaysen Wallace too to this. It just improves greatly. And I love that he got the start tonight. I thought that was super cool. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it. I thought it might be like, I thought it might be Trey Mann. It might be Isaiah Joe. Could be a number of different guys. Maybe even like Usman Jang if they wanted to go with like a bigger lineup out there. But instead it was Kaysen Wallace. And they asked Mark about that. And he said, you know, he played, I think he said he's been having like a great camp. Like he's earned this opportunity to start in this first preseason game. And I think that shows that they trust him a lot. I expect him to get some minutes from day one. I think he's deserving of that. There's a reason why they made this trade. And we'll talk about Davis Bertans, I'm sure, at some point. Mm-hmm. But they made the trade to get a guy like Casey Wallace, who's the guy they wanted the whole time. And there's a reason why. He fits on this team really well. Loved what I saw from him out there. Like Mark and Sam have both said, he just feels like a player who's going to make winning plays. Those hard-nosed defensive moments that really can shift the momentum of a game like our defense was the reason we went on a run in the second quarter and in the second half to take the lead and end up winning that he was a big part of that defensive stretch where we just completely clamped up the Spurs couldn't get anything going they were turning it over they were forcing shots they were rushing like we just completely pushed them out of the flow of their offense which I think is going to be this team's identity this season that's Mm -hmm. what we're going to have to do a lot of Kaysen's going to be a big part of that I thought he was awesome tonight like could not be happier with uh, his debut. Yeah, when the half court offense bogs down, you know, you got to find other ways to get buckets. And it feels like this team, whether it's, you know, blocking shots at the rim, getting good contests, or just stealing the ball outright, feels like this team is going to be able to find easy buckets in transition, um, mm-hmm. turning defense into offense, and, you know, thus creating momentum. And, you know, specifically at home, like whenever you can get the crowd back into it, like, Shout out to OKC, man. Like, you know, the the Paycom Center was rocking. Tonight. It was, yeah. Um, for, for a preseason game. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it, it was absolutely um it was absolutely live tonight. So yeah, um I'm I'm very excited. You know, like like you said, you know, I wanna see I wanna see everybody out there with Shea. I kinda wanna see Kaysen, you know, kind of in that bench role. Um it, hmm. it feels like he he wasn't, you know, a lot of his minutes was out there with like Josh Giddy. 
um, or even like Jalen Williams out there. You know, he didn't get a lot of playmaking reps. So I'd like to see him with the ball in his hands a little bit in these uh, next couple of games, you know, with uh, with the bench units, you know, kind of kind of get some different looks out of him. But, yeah, I mean, if, if we're going Derek Lively um, for Casey Wallace, uh, Davis Burton's trade, it's not looking great for the Mavs right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, I guess we can talk about Bertans for a minute. Uh, he doesn't play a for, full first half, comes in in the, sec, in the second half, beginning of the third quarter, and just lights it up. In his first yes. four minutes, he went 4-4 four, four from three. Did he hit a three after that? No. But in those first heat four minutes – checking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He took two heat check threes after that. Like one was a pull from like the hash. One was like a fading three right over someone the second he caught the ball. I ended up going four for six from three for 12 points with a steal in 10 minutes. But, I mean, in the time that he was out there, he was a flamethrower. Like, he was mm-hmm. a um, he was a plus 10 in his 10 minutes. And that was because he came out and just lit them up from three immediately, which is cool. If this is the Bertans we can get throughout the year, give him minutes. Like, we need shooting. Shea needs shooting. This guy loves to drive inside. Uh, J-Dub needs it. Chet's – like, this whole team needs more shooting. Bertans looks like he can provide exactly that. And if we got a shooter, like, if he's playing like this – in this upcoming season, that's such a home run of a trade for the Thunder. The fact that we got the guy we wanted in Kaysen, who looked great, and potentially an actual front court shooter in Bertans, like that's a ridiculous trade for us. Yeah, and you know, as effective as Moose was uh, for the past you know couple of years, he was on the team. And as much as we love Mike Moose going on the top of Thunder podcast. You could do a lot more with Davis Bertans as a shooter than you could with Moose. You know, Davis Bertans is a guy that you can run off DHOs. You know, you can run mm-hmm. off screens. Moose was much more of like a pick and pop, spot up kind of guy from three. Um, like Bert, Bertans is, you know, he's he's kind of rubbery when it turn and when it comes to like you know getting open and you know finding ways to get his shot off. So uh, I'm I'm really excited to see him on this team. Um, you know, obviously. Uh, you know, I, I tweeted this out last year how we would run lineups with like Shay, Trey, Isaiah, Joe, Lindy, um, who was it? I think it was like Usman Jang or Poku or somebody, and like Mike Muscala, and that was like our shooting lineup. I don't remember exactly who it was, but like now it's transitioned to <laughs> Shay, Isaiah, Joe, Vasilye Misic, Davis Bertans, and Chet. Like. Come on, man. Like, good luck guarding Shea with that much space. <laughs> yeah, it's – I think it's going to do a lot for us. Like you said, having a guy like oh, Bertans who can um, – like, Bertans can do, like, dribble handoffs. He can run around screens. Like, like he was getting open in a variety of ways today, and he wants the ball. Like, mm-hmm. we like we talked about the heat checks. He wants to shoot that thing, and I like that. I really appreciate that aggressiveness, having a shooter – if he can knock it down, just being willing to shoot that thing and not like hesitate, it's big for a young team that, you know, last year we saw some hesitancies with a number of guys. Uh, but really, I, I mean, just kind of, I guess, transitioning a little bit. I like the aggression from pretty much everybody today. Like people were aggressive out there. Um, Casey Wallace wasn't a ton because, I mean, again, he kind of plays more of a low key role out there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like everybody was somewhat aggressive. Guys were looking for their shots. I like that aggression from the team. I want to see guys go out there and, to show what they're made of. And I think one of those guys that was kind of aggressive, but also I thought played within himself, and I was really impressed with in his limited time, uh, was Lou. I thought Dort was great today. Like mm-hmm. he had a really good finish. He had one layup where he attacked the basket. He was kind of in an awkward spot, and he dumped the ball off to, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Giddy under the basket, but he like kind of dumped it yes. off. 
and it was a it was a really good pass. Like it was a great decision. Uh, he knocked on a couple of threes. Lou looked fantastic. Like he was again kind of in control of himself, playing like a bit more in flow with the offense, but then rather just trying to make everything happen. And I thought that was great. Like that's probably what his role is going to be on this team going forward. He's going to be that lockdown defender that isn't going to do a ton offensively at times. But if he can knock down those open threes, he can finish at a decent enough level, especially after the past couple of years where it's been a struggle for him. Uh, that's huge. Put up 14 points in 17 minutes, four or six shooting, two dimes. Lou was great out there. Defense, as usual, was great. You're always going to see that from Lou. So, yeah, I just want to give him a shout out because I really felt like in the hype of, you know, Chet and Kaysen and Bertans like going crazy and everything like that and the way the game finished, I feel like Lou's first half minutes kind of gotten forgotten a little bit. And I thought he was really good. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, a, a smaller shot diet from Dort is, you know, kind of what we predicted and what we want to see, you know, with Chet in tow and everything like that. So uh, that that's kind of what we saw. You know, he played 17 minutes tonight. So if you extrapolate that to like 30 minutes, which, you know, he'll probably play this year, if not more, probably about nine to 10 shots, which, you know, that's all Dort's taken. I'm chill with that. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not really the volume of shots that he's taking. It's the type of shots he's taking. You know, I want his shots to be around the rim. I want his shots to be in the corner, attacking closeouts in transition. And for the most part, that was really, you know, where his shots were tonight. Um, you know, you mentioned those dump-offs he had. Uh, two assists, zero turnovers for Ludor, which I don't I don't know if you can count on one hand how many games Dort had with no turnovers. But, you know, that's uh, – a that, that's a great sign uh, for Lugans. Um, and kind of staying in the aggressive lane, uh, I'm, I'm going to go Josh Giddy on my single item here. So he finished with 10 points, five rebounds, uh, or five assists and one rebound, uh, five of 12 shooting. But what I really noticed out of Giddy is, man, he was getting whatever he wanted out of the post. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't matter who was guarding him. I think, and I know he had Trey Jones on him. He had Vassell on him a couple of times. And he was able to just really just bully his way to the rim. Uh, didn't didn't take any threes tonight, which you know, kind of sad about that. Would have liked to see, would have liked to see um, let that thing fly tonight, Josh Giddy. But um, I did like what I saw out of the post. I liked that you know it, it felt like all of his shots around the rim was looking looking solid. Uh, a weird night for him and Dub, you know, just a lot of shots like right at the rim, the layups just like rimming out. It, mm-hmm. it was very frustrating. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was Jada had like that one finger roll that just didn't go down. Even like Chet had that like alley oop that just didn't seem to go in. A little bit of nerves, I think, like first game back for these guys. But like you said, I like the aggressiveness from Josh. Uh, he said, and he's like made it a point over this offseason that he wants to be more aggressive and attack more, like go towards contact. Mm-hmm. I thought he did exactly that. He didn't get a lot of calls. In fact, he didn't get like any calls tonight. I don't think he shot a, yeah, he didn't shoot a single free throw, but he was aggressive. And I like that, you, you know, especially with Shay not playing, we need someone to step up and do things. And I thought Josh did a good job of stepping up in those moments. Was happy to see that. Like you said with Dub, uh, kind of a rough night from four for 12 shooting, just 12 points, but he had four boards, two assists, steal block. He had that great stretch towards the end of the second half or the end of the second quarter where we saw what J-Dub typically does, where he was, the athleticism was ridiculous, dunking on guys, like yeah, doing a bit of everything. Yeah, he had two back-to-back dunks that were insane. Yeah, the one where he like kind of Euro-stepped through the lane and just dunked on someone. And then on the other end, uh, we go, someone goes up in transition. Or no, Lou shoots a three in the corner and he misses mm-hmm. and Doug catches it offensive board, puts it in like – 
just incredible stuff. Like that's part of what the strength that he put on is going to do for him. He was guarding Wemby too. And I thought he did a really good job of being really physical with Wemby out there and defending, which again, Wemby's literally seven, three, seven, four and Jadab six, eight. Like he's got a wingspan at least and he's strong, but he's going up against someone way bigger than him, which is going to be something he has to do all season. And when he was matched up, I thought he did a great job on Wemby. So shout out to Dub for that. Mm-hmm. That probably also played somewhat of a, a role in him struggling with his offense a little bit. It's probably training to go out there and do that. Like in your first game, he did hit that three over Wemby to end the half, which was sick. He had that like little step back three right over the outstretched arm of Wemby, which was incredibly impressive because we didn't talk much about Wemby at the beginning, but he is he legitimately looks like an alien out there. It's unbelievable. He had that one finish over Chet where Chet was in the air and he like went up and Chet was like as vertical as could be. And went like up and over and scooped it back up around. And I don't know how he managed to get that to go in. Like the hang time is ridiculous. The wingspan. I think it was Dub who he had a steal on where it, his like it felt like one foot was outside the three point line. The other one was like at the free throw line, and his arm was like reaching in. Just ridiculous stuff from Wemby. <laughs> Again, I know we didn't talk much about him, but he was insane tonight too. Uh, had a really good game out there. He had 20 points, 8 of 13 shooting, knocked on a couple of threes. Uh, some turnovers here and there, which was partially J-Dub. He was doing that. He was, again, being really physical, forcing Wemby into some awkward spots where he would turn it over. But, yeah, I uh, thought J-Dub did fine. Again, shot wasn't falling too much, but I'm not worried about that with J-Dub. He's going to be perfectly fine. Uh, just to see that defense was great from him. Yeah, no, nah, he'll, he'll definitely be all right. Yeah, a lot of people was like, you know, I said the same thing on Twitter. I was like, I thought he's played really good defense on Wimby so far. And everybody's like, Wimby has like 16 points, 18 points at this point. I was like, yeah, go back and watch him. Not a lot of them are on dub. Like, yeah, no. Pop is doing a lot of – Wimby was doing a lot of leaking out in some moments too, which is probably good to do with a guy like that because if he gets in transition, like you're not – you can't chase down block a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Like it was – it seems like they might be trying to run that a little bit. Uh, with Wemby out there, which I thought was interesting. So it was a little bit of a insight into, I guess, what Wemby's going to look like with the Spurs there. And I mean, again, just quickly talking about that Wemby Chet matchup. We play again. What is it? November fourteenth, mm-hmm. I think. These two teams uh, for the in-season tournament too. That's going to yep. be a really, really fun game. I cannot wait for that one uh, to get that rematch between Chet and Wemby and see what happens there again with that in-season tournament thing on the line. Um, I feel like next we should talk about your guy Ooze. I thought Ooze played really well. I was happy with what Ooze did out there. Uh, four of ten shooting, not the most efficient night, but it was again like there are some shots where I feel like Ooze typically hits those. He was aggressive though. I like him taking ten shots. Mm-hmm. He had the up and under finish. He had a couple of really solid dunks uh, where he cut to the basket at a good time, knocked down a three, uh, ten boards, which was impressive. You know, three dimes. I thought Ooze was really good out there. He looked composed. Um, you know, he was playing in those big time minutes towards the end of the game where the game's on the line. The Spurs made a bit of a comeback. He had a great defensive play towards the end of the game where Olivier Saar got that final block before the Devontae Graham game winner attempt. Uh, and he stayed vertical, which allowed Saar to get that block. So I thought the defense was good too. Just all around good things from Ooze, I felt like. I felt like he was um, just good. Yeah, man, stacking on to you know the performance they have from summer league. Not, not, not quite as good as the summer league, but mm-hmm. you know, again, like you know, the process was good. I don't think he really forced anything. He was aggressive. You know, again, just like Dub and Giddy, he missed some bunnies at the rim, but 
you know, that's the, that's to kind of be expected with the nerves and everything. Uh, you know, the process over results kind of thing with ooze, like just like, you know, the first game of the summer league, whenever everybody was ready to ship them off to China, um, you know, let's, let's practice some patience with ooze. I, I thought that, you know, like you said, played a good game, played real solid, um, three assists, which was uh, second on the team behind Josh Giddy, uh, tied with Kendrick Williams. So I, also spreading the ball around pretty good. Um, not too much more to add uh, other than it feels like, you know, and, and as who's his biggest fan, like, you know, it's, it's kind of frustrating because it feels like he's best with the ball in his hands, but I don't anticipate him getting a lot of ball handling um, opportunities this year um, mm-hmm. because like, you know, he, he played like early, like in the first quarter, second quarter, but you know, he's out there with guys like Giddy and Dub and Chet. And, you know, he was just kind of trying to fit in, but in doing that, wasn't really doing a lot. Um, and it felt like a lot of his stats kind of picked up in the second half whenever he was the, you know, first or second option, like featured ball handler. So I, I do think that he needs to try to find a, you know, continue to grow and develop that off ball game in order to Mm -hmm. like really flourish on this team. But yeah, I mean, like you said, process over results, he was aggressive. um, And that's all we could really ask out of Uzum. Very excited. The Jane gang is very happy with Uzum's performance and hopefully we could build up on that and we play the Pistons. Yeah. um, I feel like that's most of everything. Um, Again, I did think it was interesting that Casey Wallace started. We didn't see, because you know we still have to cut guys, so it's kind of still trying mm-hmm. to figure out who's going to end being end up end up being cut. Uh, Oladipo is obviously not going to be on this team. Uh, we didn't see Jack White come until later, but I thought he played well in the minutes that was out there. I mean, he had zero points, no shot attempts, uh, but two blocks in his seven minutes, which was cool. And again, one of them came really close at the end of the game when we needed them to end up getting the win. So shout out to him. He didn't come until later. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl did not play much either in this game. He showed mm-hmm. up pretty late out there, uh, played 10 minutes. Was I thought he was decent in his minutes, two points, three boards, two dimes. I thought JRE played good, um, but again, didn't show up until kind of late. Uh, we saw Olivier Saar show up and play five minutes. Uh, Trey Mann played 15 minutes. He was definitely looking for some shots while he was out there. Went three of six from the field. Had some really good shots. Uh, somewhere he missed, but I felt like he got a good look. I know some people, I think Jerry in particular, I know was not happy with Trey Mann mm-hmm. out there, but I thought Trey was fine. Like we need someone to go out there and create some shots, make things happen. He's trying to show what he can do. Like it's, you know, preseason, let him go ahead and do what he's got to do out there. I thought Trey was fine. There was really nobody who I was like really unhappy with in today's game. I feel like everybody had a moment here and there. Again, it really felt like there were some times where it was like a double or even triple rim out there with just some shots rimming out that don't feel like mm-hmm. they typically do. But it's preseason. Everyone's going to be rusty. So, yeah, I mean, I'm couldn't be happier about the way the game went. You know, the wins don't really matter in preseason, but it was nice to get this win. So at least we can say we have that. And the Chet Wemby duel was so much fun, man. I'm, I'm about to go back and rewatch this game before <laughs> I go to bed tonight, or at least like the highlights of Chet versus Wemby, because it really felt like at one point I'm like, OK, let these two just let them play one on one. Just everyone <laughs> go to the corners, let them go ahead and play. Um, and I'm really excited to see what their matchup looks like again, because these two guys are some of the 
bigs of the future. You know, it's guys like them that are able to shoot threes, handle the ball and stuff like that. Um, you know, Evan Mobley over there in Cleveland is another guy like that. And it's, it's going to be a really fun time. It's just, it's so nice to finally see Chet like playing in Paycom. I know we got summer league and stuff like that, but this felt different. Like this felt like a big time moment for Chet to get back to this point and really shine in this moment against one of the mo- most hype prospects of all time in Vic. He goes out there. He's like, hey, don't forget about me as one of these next bigs coming up. And hopefully with this performance, people aren't going to forget how good Chet is. Yeah, and it really felt like, yeah, specifically like in the NBA, NBA TV broadcast, uh, most of my stream was on that. I did eventually switch over to the Thunder broadcast because that one started freezing. But uh, it, it really felt like whenever the Thunder played the Lakers and LeBron you know, broke uh, Kareem's record, um, how, you know, we won, we played really good, but, like, the first word out of everybody's mouth was, oh, LeBron, oh, LeBron, and it's like, Chet is winning the individual matchup, the Thunder are winning, and it's like, oh, Wimby this, Wimby that, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's just kind of how it is, but um, the, the other things I had to add, yeah, Trey got lost in the sauce a couple of times, uh, <laughs> dribbling the basketball, um, so, you know, Love that. Jalen Williams, he was doing some passing tonight, man. He, oh, he was really nice passing. He was. I re- I really like having him out there as that backup big. Like like you said, he had a he only had two dimes, but it felt like he should have had so many more. He was throwing out some crazy passes. I had that one where I think it was Ooze, was it Ooze who missed? Someone missed it at the rim and he caught yeah. it and then threw it back to Ooze. Like oh, on yeah, another yeah. cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. He I was he's just it. he's got vision out there and he can knock I think he knocked down a three. Yeah, we got one boom mm-hmm. from him. I think he's gonna be really good in that backup five role as that guy who can stretch the floor a bit, can do some really fun passing alongside those other guys. No Jay will like I mean, he has like the most randomly saucy moments you will ever see. Mm-hmm. Like last year when we got that like crazy like Dr. J layup <laughs> against like the Sixers um you'll see some crazy passes from him he'll just throw it on like just random dunks like oh, he had that just, crazy reverse against the warriors in transition mm, he just has these moments where it's like where did that come from and i mean hey we'll take those moments i also want to say with trey man there was that one play where he tried to dunk on someone I, he like legitimately levitated i swear because i he like mm. rose up and then went to dunk once and then i swear he like elevated more after falling a bit and cocked that thing back and like hit back rim. But I was like, Oh my God, Trey's trying to kill him in again. I mean, I, I think I told Jerry in the chat, I was like, if I had hops like that, I would, I would also try and dunk on people if I could. Nah, whenever he jumps up and like goes for a dunk, like just where he's so small, it looks like he's jumping so high. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know. I swear. I knew he, like he always had hops. Like he had a couple posters um, over the first couple of years of his career. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, something about like coming into this, like with Summer League with that poster he had and like his hops today. Like, I I don't know. I don't know if he just started, like if he's wearing like moon boots or something like that, or he's just able to levitate now. But I feel like Trey's gotten even bouncier, which is uh, really fun. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's everything I've got for the game. Yeah, last thing I wanted to say was, uh, you know, one of those passes that Jalen Williams had was like, like a, a mean bounce pass from the elbow to cutting Isaiah Joe, who almost also tried to kill a man, but got fouled. Um, and Isaiah Joe, man, <laughs> led the team. He was getting beat up today. Ten free throws, made nine of them. But, yeah, he got fouled at the three-point line twice, once by Zach Collins, or how I, I affectionately call him Goob from Eat the Robinsons, and Victor Wimbanyama himself, 
also whoever fouled him at the rim. I, I feel like it was also Zach Collins. And uh, I don't remember who the other one was, but yeah, like he was, he, he was getting to the line. He got his, uh, he was able to get 14 points from that. So uh, shout out Isaiah Joe, who tied Blue Dort for second in scoring for the team. Yeah, Joe was getting, you, you would expect it from Joe out of all people being that three point shooting guy, but he was getting beat up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like Wemby got him that one time and Zach Collins got him once. I think Doug McDermott got him another time. Like there was a lot of, physicality towards Isaiah Joe, which is again, unexpected because he's typically just chilling behind the arc hitting threes, but we'll, we'll take 10 Isaiah Joe free throws. I guess with Shane not playing, someone had to go out there and get hacked and it was Joe tonight. So yeah, I mean, it's nice to see Absolutely. Him getting those, getting those looks. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I got to say about this game is anytime Chet went to the bench, he, Every single time he went down to the very end, sitting next to, you guessed it, Shea Gildas Alexander. Those guys are in each other's ears, talking to each other, got the chemistry working, and hopefully we get to see that on display for the first time on Thursday when the Thunder face off against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I haven't talked to the guys until this very moment, but I think we will probably just do a post-game pod then as well, how that seems to make the most sense. Um, so, uh, yeah, we will be talking about the, oh no, I just get, I'm just kidding. We have a guest this week. Uh, let me, let me double check. I think that's actually the same day. This is great podcasting. I actually think we have a guest tomorrow. Anyways, we'll get it figured out. We're going to have a guest for you guys in one of the next two podcasts. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be. A lot of fun talking a little bit more Thunder basketball. And, you know, the real stuff is right around the corner. We got, what, is it two or three more preseason games? Uh, I think we have three more. I think I'll check our schedule real quick. I think there's Oh, yeah, NFL's three, three preseason, NBA's four preseason. Okay, yeah. Let's see. We got – man, I just want, the, I want, I just want the, the season to start already, man. After that, oh, like, <sighs> it's – only 16 more days, man. We're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, we got uh, four more. We got Pistons mm. on Thursday. Sunday is against the Hornets. We got Bucks on Tuesday, October 17th. And then Thursday, October 19th is the Pistons. So we've got four more preseason games coming up. Two against the Pistons, one against the Hornets, one against the Bucks. So, yeah, I mean, should be fun. It'll be really fun to watch uh, the Thunder go up against the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if Cade's playing. I mean, Asar Thompson will be out there, and he looked really good in their first preseason game. Yeah. So getting to see another draft guy out there from this past year's class. Uh, you know, Chet goes, gets to go up against Jalen Duran potentially, if he's playing out there. Oh, yeah, really who, that matchup again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who Chet battled against, and people incorrectly thought Chet got dominated because they didn't watch the actual game. Um, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I can't, those are the matchups I'm most looking forward to. I think throughout the season, obviously like Shea versus the other elite guards in the league, but seeing Chet play some of those bigs and I'm expecting to consistently play really well and shut up a lot of the narratives out there. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the games I'm looking forward to. When we play the Sixers for the first time, give us the nuggets, give us the Timberwolves. Now that we finally have a big, uh, we're looking for all the smoke. And we talked about overreacting at the beginning of this pod. There was this post going around today of people talking about the, Western Conference and how there are, it feels like there are 11 teams that should probably be in the playoffs, but only eight of them can make it. Mm-hmm. What three aren't going to be there? And a lot of the responses I said were the, or saw were the Thunder being somewhere in those three teams that people are mentioning. I, there are 11 teams there. It's really tight. Maybe the Thunder don't make it, but to me, the Thunder belong in that conversation will be one of those playoff teams. 
And yeah, I'll see anyone who's listening here at that first Thunder home playoff game because I'll be there. There you go. I will try to be there. Probably won't be, but I will be. We will crowdfund Dylan there. We'll get him there. Hey, I will take that. Um, Speaking of games and going to them, this is a... Uh, this is a podcast announcement. We mm. probably won't have anything on Twitter for the next couple of days. Still trying to get to some details together, but we will be having another Top of Thunder fan event this year. Um, the game has been chosen. It has been finalized. It will be on January 13th against the Orlando Magic. Chet versus Paolo, who took his rookie of the year. Yes. Oh, it's, it's going to be and awesome. J-Dub, J-Dub and Chet, who should have been the rookies of the year last year against Paolo. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, the Magic are such a fun young team this year. Mm-hmm. I think that they'll be in the play-in mix for the Eastern Conference. I think um, so too. So yeah, it's it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, same deal as last year. We're going to have lower bowl and upper lower arena and upper arena options. So if you're balling on a budget, we will have tickets for you on that front. We'll be doing a meetup before the game. After the game, we'll go down the floor, take the picture half court shot for the floor seats like it's gonna be the whole shebang it's gonna be a lot of fun last year we had 89 people like i'm trying to get 150 tickets sold this year man let's do it big let's this time the half court shots gonna be better for me this year last year i airballed a bit short it was online i will say but (laughs) i I rewatched the footage recently but this year i'm not i I went out there in like a jacket i was wearing a pair of ones like i did not stand a chance i'm about to bring a full athletic change of clothes in there i'm gonna be practicing at practicing at midcourt and just be ready that's all i'm saying y'all because i i will hit the shot this time it it could be worse you could be like me and you know it just you're online you hit the backboard it goes in and it just rims out and you know then you're the lebron meme uh the night that the lebron meme happens (laughs) so that was that was fun so uh yeah definitely want to be a part of that uh, we will have details rolling out soon i think ballpark if i was putting out prices for the game i think low arena is around 85 and i think upper arena um if i'm not mistaken is somewhere between 20 and 30 dollars so like that's extremely um that's extremely uh doable uh even if you're in college like you know this is three months away just save up like a dollar a week and you're gonna be all right um math didn't check out there but you know it works out two dollars a week we'll make it work so um but yeah i'm rambling i told Ken we go for about 30 minutes and i've been rambling for the past 10 so uh <laughs> on that note we are going to end the podcast i hope everybody has a great night god bless hoop when you can and as always thunder up, thunder up. we are so bad Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.